Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. I'm going to talk to you about five things you should never say to a fearful avoidance. And I will tell you what you can say instead in terms of like just reframing your communication. So it lands really well. The very first thing that you don't want to say to a fearful avoidant is I can't tell you. Let's say if you're always asking something, asking something vulnerable, needing more information about something, fearful avoidance tends to really need transparency to make their relationships work. So don't shut them out. Don't say, I can't tell you. If there's something you don't feel comfortable sharing with a fearful avoidant, even be transparent about that thing and why you don't feel comfortable. So an example would be, let's say you're just getting to know a fearful avoidant. It's early and they want to know something about your past. Rather than just saying, I can't tell you that and just shutting it off right away, the fearful avoidant and their trust wounds will kind of start to like spiral a little bit and get really suspicious. And once trust is really broken for a fearful avoidant, they can kind of go cold in their relationships and really pull away. So instead say something like, I'm not ready to share that just yet. Cause then it feels really vulnerable for me, but let's keep getting to know each other. And maybe I'll share that in the future. So just be transparent about, I feel vulnerable. I feel that that's a little early for me to share that with you. You know, I'm not open to sharing it just yet because I feel embarrassed about it because I feel nervous about it. Share why you have a boundary around something. And that will really help the fearful one dramatically like respect the boundary, care for your boundary and leave that alone because fearful ones can tend to relate to that as a general rule. They sometimes don't want to open up too quickly either. And so they'll, they'll appreciate and respect that you are saying it that way, but just saying, Oh, I can't tell you, you're going to get the fearful one feeling triggered or going cold. Number two, anything along the lines of you're not doing enough. <laughs> Your avoidance tend to like overcompensate. They tend to carry this, I am unworthy core wound. So they'll tend to like over, you know, almost like try so hard to be hypervigilant about your feelings and your needs and show up, especially if they really are interested in you romantically in a relationship. So if you ever tell them you're not doing enough, that can make them feel really like undervalued, unseen, unheard, frustrated. And so that can be something that really causes them to shut down. And instead of saying you're not doing X, Y, Z, try to say, Hey, would love if we could X, Y, Z. It's a really healthy communicative reframe where you can just say, I need us to do more of X, Y, Z. So let's say it's a date night and you're needing more quality time with your fearful avoidant. You would say, I would love for us to, to plan a really fun date night this Friday or this Saturday or do something together Sunday afternoon. And so like by just planning very specifically and saying what you need and making it exciting and light and fun. It really speaks to the fearful avoidant rather than saying you're not spending enough quality time. So you can see like the big difference there. Number three, you should X, Y, Z. And really this is like, you should pay attention to me more. You should care for me more. Anything that's like saying that you need something more from them in some way, sometimes, especially if there's like an expectation that's in the dynamic, any expectation again, triggers that like wound that the fearful avoidant has where they often feel taken advantage of. So anything where you're like, you need to do this, you need to pay for the bills. You need to, instead of just saying you need to, cause that, that language like gets really triggering for the fearful avoidant feeling like, Oh, you know, you're expecting so much from me instead saying, Hey, I have a need where X, Y, Z. 
Okay. So I would need to split the bills and, and really have us like go halfway on things. I know I paid last time. Are you comfortable to pay this time? And just like really doing it that way feels like the approval avoidance being considered in the process of communication, which is extremely important. The next thing is saying to a fearful avoidant, I can't right now, or anything that cuts them off or stonewalls them. Fearful avoidants really don't like to feel unimportant, like they don't matter, like somebody's annoyed by them or like they're annoying. They tend to also feel like that's disrespectful. So if you are brushing a fearful avoidant off, just try to be mindful about how you're saying that you need a second to focus or finish on focusing whatever you're doing. So let's say that it's a a marriage. Let's say one partner in the marriage says to the other, I can't right now, I'm busy. You know, the fearful avoidant will tend to receive that really painfully. And instead you can say something like, Hey, I'm just in the middle of something. I I can't focus right now, but I'll be present with you when I'm finished. Okay. So just like making sure you don't brush them off that way can be really important and much better received. So it doesn't trigger the fearful avoidant. They don't go down like the storytelling of I'm disrespected. I don't matter. And sometimes I see a lot of people doing that with fearful avoidance and don't realize the impact because maybe they're, they had a childhood where that happened a lot. And so they don't think twice about it, but to a fearful avoidant, it can be really triggering. I just wanted to pop in here and let you know, we are doing a seven day free trial to the all access membership pass at PDS, which means you get access to literally everything inside of the school. That means you get access to the four live webinars I do every single week. You can come in, you can ask me questions with your camera on, we can chat. Um, You can leave your camera off if you prefer or type your questions in the chat. There's lots of opportunity to get your questions answered. And on top of that, you get access to all of our different courses. We have over 55 different courses on relationships, communication, boundaries, emotional mastery, guilt and shame, learning your needs, so many different facets that are really important to master our lives and feel really good about our lives going forward. And last but not least, there's also community elements in there. So there's a daily community event, whether it's practicing communication or doing a guided morning routine or a guided reprogramming exercise. We have trained facilitators and coaches who are in there doing that work, showing up to support you on your journey every single day. So I would love love to see you on the other side. There's lots of exciting stuff in there. And we have had a 99.7% NPS score, which means we have literally that many people who report being really successful at PDS and wanting to recommend this to others. And it was all done anonymously. So I felt really honored that everybody shared that. So thank you to those of you who did, but yeah, please join me on the other side, come check it out, see if it's a fit for you. I'd love to see you there. Before I tell you the fifth thing, if you want to do a deeper dive in this, I have an entire communication scripts course. It's about 60 different scripts for all the different attachment styles and like what, how to communicate different things to each of them. Like their, your needs, your feelings, your expectations, your wounds, your fears, like so many different situational things. And, and it gives you these scripts and specific reframes that are going to land well with the person of that attachment style. And you can like print off all the scripts and there's all these scripts in there. And I take you through the course and also talk about objections and reframes and things that can come up. So it can really help you fine tune your communication. And last but not least, number five is you have to do it my way. (laughs) Anything that's related to like not considering the fearful avoidant, part of that is that a lack of consideration is like triggering for trust because so much of trust is built upon. Do I feel like you're considering me and my needs and myself as a person and vice versa? Consideration equals a core component of trust and building that trust. If I feel like somebody's never going to consider my feelings or my needs, 
in a relationship, I'm not going to trust them, right? Consideration is so important for fearful avoidance, but also this dynamic of control. Fearful avoidance tend to respond really poorly to control. It triggers a big, I am helpless core wound, and they don't like to be controlled. So if it's like, it's my way or the highway with a fearful avoidant, instead of, hey, this is my need. This is something I really need in the relationship. Can we compromise on it? Can we talk about a need? I want to share this with you. If you vulnerably share a need or, hey, I really want to do it this way because I need X, Y, Z. If you say it that way, instead of, no, it has to be done this way, it's going to make a world of difference in terms of actually getting your need met. If you try to say it has to be done this way and you just try to like push that down that person, they're going to feel so triggered, frustrated, and you're going to get a huge rebellion out of a fearful avoidant in that specific situation. So hopefully this is a helpful start for you sort of fine tuning your communication and realizing what works with different attachment styles. Let me know in the comments below, if you want to see anything else about this, I can definitely do like a follow-up series, or if you have specific things that you want to dive into, or just check out that communication scripts course. If you want to go through so many different things that pop up, I picked like the most common situations and fears and wounds and wrote everything out. So you can use those scripts for like text messages to model after like actual in-person conversations and just prepare yourself a little bit first and really start seeing the patterns and the information that's there for how each attachment style receives information communicated to them in a way that like makes them open to it and it lands well and it actually works in terms of the relationship so that you can feel seen and heard and understood by your partner.